it's it's the only place I've ever seen that I would say, oh, this is pristine. I, you know what I mean? Like, you go to all these places around the world, and like, oh, the diving is incredible, the diving is incredible, and you go there, you're like, oh, yeah, it was all right, once you see a few of them, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I've seen beaten up coral reefs before, but this place was alive like truly alive you know like it, you couldn't you couldn't throw a stone you couldn't look anywhere without seeing just dozens of species of fish and different things going on and it was it was so vibrant hey i'm michael and welcome to the good people effect they say to grow you must first surround yourself with the right people well not everyone has access to the right people right now so The Good People Effect is a podcast that surrounds you with these awesome humans to help you grow as a person. So ignite your sense of purpose, explore your inner creativity, follow that adventurous spirit and get motivated to start becoming the best version of you through a regular dose of The Good People Effect. Enjoy. Yo, how have you been? I know, I know, I know, I know it's been a while, but we're back and we've got a good one here for you today. So today I'm interviewing Adam Stern, who's actually the national freediving record holder of Australia with, I think it was 92 meters on a free immersion dive and he's dived up to like 106 meters before. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, so we're going to have a bit of a chat about adventure. If you've ever been a bit curious about freediving uh, or if you've never heard about it before and you're just interested in uh, hearing about another adventurous passion of, of people, uh, you should check this episode out. So this episode, we're going to chat about some awesome spots around the world that Adam's freedived and that he actually recommends. Uh, we're going to talk about how to get into freediving and we're going to talk about his adventurous life. So yeah, we're just going to uh, have a bit of a chat. So enjoy. I think we're good to go, man. I think it's all... Uh all leveled up and and ready to go so let's do it let's do it yeah thanks for joining me adam i really appreciate it um good pleasure to be here yeah 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 uh so first of all what exactly is free diving and how is it different from from scuba diving because i'd never heard of free diving up until probably about a month ago well, I mean, <clears throat> free diving is just any any kind of breath holding diving, right? So, okay. any kind of diving where you're diving without a breathing apparatus. I mean, snorkeling is free diving, right? It's just primarily done on the surface, just not going under as deep or as, as long or, or whatever, you know. But yeah, but any any kind of breath hold diving is free diving. Okay, that's really cool. And uh, like, why why did you get into it? And, and <coughs> what? How did you start on this journey? where you are today that's a big question yeah yeah for sure um well i mean uh i started freediving well i started as a scuba diver actually i was uh, scuba diving for a few years and i was cruising around asia just backpacking around and i was pretty aimless and you know just doing the backpacker thing yeah and um basically uh, stumbled upon a freediving center like when i was somewhere i was in kotao doing some scuba diving and i stumbled upon this freediving center and i was like Wow, well, hey, this looks uh, this looks better than what I'm doing, or this looks more interesting than the scuba diving that I've been doing. Yeah. Because um, I was getting a little bit bored with scuba diving, because um, for me the thing I liked most about diving, being underwater and all that kind of jazz, is um, just the sensation of being kind of weightless and free in the in the water. Yeah. And I think a lot of like a lot of the scuba diving that I was doing or that I was doing with other people was all about, let's go and see this, let's go and see that. And I wasn't, I wasn't as interested in seeing things as much. I was just 
as interested in just, just being underwater. And so when I started freediving, I said, oh, wow, well, we're not really focused, at least in the beginning, we were just diving up and down the line. So um, I said, well, we're not really worried about seeing anything, are we? So, but it was, it was a really cool experience, like a very cool inward experience that you have under underwater. And uh, I just loved it straight away. Yeah, yeah. So when you say seeing things, you mean like kind of uh, like marine wildlife and, and shipwrecks and yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Any anything that you'd find in the water, I think that's that. It seems to be, uh, from what I've observed, the the typical aim of scuba diving, like most like exploration and things yeah. like that. Um, whereas uh, free diving, you know, you have people doing it for many different reasons. Um, you know, you have people doing it for spearfishing. You have people doing it uh, competitively, just to dive deeper, just yeah. to, or see how long they can hold their breath for, or see how far they can swim underwater. Um, and then you have people who just do it recreationally, just to go for fun dives. And, and in those fun dives, you have sometimes people just dive up and down lines because the sensations of actually just going down and up is so beautiful. And then also um, uh, you, you can do just what you can do. It, you, you can also explore and interact with marine life and wildlife and, and different environments and check things out and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. thing is you just what you typically do when you're scuba diving. So uh, it, it's a pretty large i don't know like all encapsulating term you know i think free diving you know I think okay people have, yeah people often have this kind of specific idea with it but i think it's just any any time you put your head in water and you hold your breath you're free diving you're a free diver <laughs> <laughs> that's right so when you say the sensation uh what's that like that's what i want to know like what because i've heard about this heard a few people talk about this and, and one of the guys at my jiu-jitsu academy actually is a free diver um, sure. and, he, and he's spoken about this before, but I don't really understand it. Um, would you be able to kind of shed some light on that? Well, um, the, the sensations of holding your breath are actually very pleasant. I think people have this expectation that, um, oh, it's going to feel horrible, I'm going to panic, it's going to hurt, you know, I'm going to get that feeling of, oh, I'm going to die. Um, and that can happen. <laughs> but, you um, can die. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can, and it can feel bad. But mostly, we don't hold our breath that long. We don't hold our breath until the point where it's not comfortable. You know, we just yeah. uh, go down, and when it, if it's starting to feel bad, or if you know it's going to feel bad soon, you come up before you even experience it. I mean, the sensation of diving is a beautiful one, where you have this incredible freedom that you feel in the water, um, and you have this huge, beautiful range of movement. You can swim anywhere you want, and you're not uh, restricted by the equipment that you're wearing. So it's it's incredibly incredibly liberating. And, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in your body when you're freediving as well in terms of, like, uh, your body's processes slowing down, like the calm, beautiful feelings that people express when they talk about freediving. Uh, they're mostly chemical things, you know, big endorphin rushes that your body is giving you as it slows your central nervous system down and then speeds it back up as you start to breathe again and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's a, it's a wild ride. <laughs> I felt that euphoric feeling just by holding yes. my breath. Absolutely, but the euphoric feeling is a chemical thing that goes on, and it's um, it's based on the types of gases that you've got in your body yeah. under, under specific environments. So, um, for example, when you breathe really fast, like, <sighs> I mean, we, we call that hyperventilating. Yeah. Or hyperventilating. Right? Hyperventilating is any breathing where you breathe more than the level of activity that your body requires, right? Um. So when you hyperventilate, uh, there's no such, like there's no such thing as putting more oxygen in your body, right? There's like that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all you're actually doing is purging 
carbon dioxide or excess carbon dioxide from your body. And carbon dioxide isn't bad for your body at all. Uh, it's very vital for your body's processes. But when you do purge carbon dioxide from your body, um, number one, your body engages different, like, like parts, parts of your nervous system which are telling your body that, okay, we're in danger or we're about to anticipate pain because that's the only time that you usually hyperventilate. Yeah. And what does your body do? It releases wonderful chemicals to numb the anticipating or the oncoming pain or, or things like that. It also, when you hyperventilate and you purge CO2 out of your body, um, carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide is what gives you the urge to breathe. So when you purge carbon dioxide out of, out of your body and you hold your breath, you get an incredibly euphoric feeling because you don't need to breathe because your body is giving you no signal that you need to because you've uh, hotwired your body's natural alarm system. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. So that's, is that what you do before you go for a dive? Hyperventilate? No. <laughs> I do the opposite. We slow it down. You slow it down. Okay. Yeah. And is yeah. it some is there like a certain type of preparation before you go in? Um, I mean breathing preparation, I yeah. just breathe slowly. Just breathe as slow as I can. Yeah. I breathe slow and shallow as if I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Cool. Uh <laughs> so <laughs> I've kind of just going through these questions I've written down and I think we've kind of <laughs> covered quite a lot of them already, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, uh so yeah, so you just kind of uh, decided that you wanted to try free diving and then um, so you're doing scuba diving for a little while and then you kind of just, I guess, fell in love with it. But how did you get from that point to being like the national record holder of Australia? Like, that's kind of crazy. Well, I was just really willing to be poor. Okay. In, in what sense? <laughs> in the sense that uh, I was willing to give up everything to just go and train places and scrape by a living, you know? Yeah, I was willing to just. Uh, I mean, I was backpacking at the time, so it was no stretch for me to just go. Okay, well, cool. I'll just make my life about freediving now, and I would. Um, uh, for a few, a bunch of years, my life became. Uh, basically, I'd go home, live with my parents, get a job, save uh, some money over about three to six months, go somewhere for a few months, train, come back, and just you know rinse and repeat. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I was just, you know, I suppose I just invested everything I had into it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I didn't have anything else going on in my life. I didn't have any expenses. I didn't have anything. I didn't have to pay rent, you know. So I was able to save uh, money fast and easily because I was just living with my parents and getting taken care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so that's basically it. And I just, I just kept going to places around the world where people were training. Um, and I go to different places, and I just find, like, I just go. I just basically went to where people were good free divers were training, and I just joined in, just started training with them. And I got better, and I got better, and I got better, and then I got good, and you know, that's sort of how we uh, yeah, you know, it was just, I just went and did it. I just basically went to places where people were free diving. I free dived. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 tried something out, and you realized that you really enjoyed it, and then you're like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm gonna just follow yeah, what I'm enjoying, and and just kind of see where this ride takes me. Yeah, and, and I never expected it to take me where I am. Yeah. You know, I was just doing it because I enjoyed the diving. Yeah. And now now it's my entire life. Were you a bit worried in the beginning? Was it a bit a bit of a was there a bit of fear involved when it like kind of taking that leap and making that decision? Not really because I always came from a family that encouraged that kind of uh, yeah. thinking and thing. You know, like my 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 parents were always like, "Oh, Adam, you know, like just go and find something that you want to do and go and do it. You know, don't worry about getting a job and la di da." That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very much encouraged, and so in my head, I, I thought it was crazy that my friends, uh, 
I mean, obviously, we were all in different financial situations, and I had a lot of support from my family, uh, like a lot of support just in terms of like when I would come home to Australia, I could, I could live with them, and they'd help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did find it crazy that I had friends that were just getting stuck into these jobs that they hated or these careers that they hated because they thought that they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I was just, I just, I suppose, you know, I was, I was, I'm still young, but I was younger, and I just felt like, oh, well, you know, this is the time for me to go and run amok and try things out and you know I, I honestly didn't expect this to happen like I, didn't, I honestly didn't expect to make a living out of freediving or for it to be my entire life or to be I suppose like a professional freediver I just um I was just doing it because I loved it and I didn't funny I how you really can't really plan it. those things up when when <coughs> no. you kind of you, you take a chance and, and it kind of pays off in a way because you follow your passions and you put it all you can into it and then eventually the money comes later on down the track yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you do, I suppose you do have to be willing to, to go out on a limb, you know what I mean? You do have to be willing to really take that chance because if unless you put 100% in, you're not going to get 100% back and you need that 100% to make that conversion, you know? You need, yeah. that, you need to be putting everything in to be able to get over the line yeah. or to become one of the best in the world at something. Yeah, it's kind of crazy though. Like, it's kind of crazy just when I think about how deep that dive was. Like, it just blows <laughs> my mind because can't even hold my breath for two minutes you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) um and just to picture a human under 100 meters what was it 104 meters or whatever it was under the water um without any kind of oxygen tank or anything it's a bit mind-blowing i guess for the average person that doesn't know anything about free diving or probably for someone that even does yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, even for even for freedivers, diving to 100 meters is a feat, you know? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what, what level the freediver is. But, um, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is, is that it, it's, like, uh, it's like anything that humans do that's kind of at the uh, fringe of what the body is capable of. Yeah. Um, the, the body can do it. You know, the body can, very simply, the body can do it. And the body can do it with relative ease if you're if you've trained for it yeah. so yeah cool. yeah it's, so it's interesting and it's interesting just to see your motivation behind it and obviously uh your motive you're motivated to push your own personal limits and to see how far you can go and, and that's your kind of drive i yeah. guess um i'd be i'd be interested in trying out free diving i guess i think i'd be more interested to you know check out some shipwrecks and and check out some some wildlife under there yeah and, and i've well, had I mean, I've kind of struggled with the scuba thing before. The whole equalizing thing um, kind of messed me up a little bit. Um, I felt like I was a bit more sensitive under the water than everyone else, and I was a bit slower to get okay. down. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with equalizing, it's a, it's a skill that you get better at. You okay. Know? So if, yeah. if you're not, if you're not uh, like, if you don't take to it naturally, then you can definitely still learn to be just as good as everyone else. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. I just thought it was just. Uh, this wasn't working for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people can do it. Some people can pop their ears and some people can't. No, no, everyone, everyone can equalize. It's just a matter of developing the skill. Yeah. And, you know, it's a weird thing because we, we use the muscles in our mouths and throats and, and, and lungs as well sometimes um, uh, to equalize. And these are muscles that we typically use for different things, like for speaking and eating and breathing. Yeah. So it's really strange to adapt those muscular habits to a new thing. Um, some people take to it easy and some people don't. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So uh, when you're when you're underneath the water, right? You're mm-hmm. going down on one of these dives, and you're kind of heading deep down into the darkness and <laughs> yeah, um, places where not a lot of people have been. What are you? What's going through your head? Are you kind of thinking, 
well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to have to kind of plan and focus and figure out when, when I'm going to get back up because I can't go too deep because otherwise I won't be able to get back up. Or is it more like just a clear mind or like, what are you thinking? What's going well, on? Well, I mean, the way that we dive, uh, we, we never dive on what's called an open line. Um, so if I'm attempting to dive that day to 104 meters, the line itself is set to 104 meters, no deeper. Ah, okay. So you know, you know your it. points. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm, the aim is to reach the bottom, turn around and come back up. So it's all just clear mind, clear mind, clear mind, relaxed, happy, happy, fun, 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 until I reach the bottom. And I uh, reach the bottom, I turn around, and it's all about, well, let's swim back up. <laughs> Have you ever got down to the bottom and just wanted more? <clears throat> oh, uh, regularly, regularly. Yeah, and all my deepest dives, I'm at the bottom thinking, oh, I could go deeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I mean... That's, that's ideally that's how you want it to be you know you don't want to be at the bottom going oh shit this is the end. <laughs> that would be me yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny ad. so have you ever had any kind of like um problems happen like have you ever got halfway and thought fuck like i need to get some air or um i have but they weren't legitimate as in like uh, i have had dives where i panicked or i didn't quite keep my shit together um but like, and, and so I've come up going, I've come up feeling stressed, but the thought is never, oh, I need to get some air. The thought is I need to get out of here. I need to get back to the surface because, uh, the more you dive, the, the more you realize that it's really not about air. It's really not about oxygen. Um, by which I mean, most of the, like mostly divers are limited by their ability to equalize their ears than they are in terms of hypoxia. So people are not going deeper or turning around on their dives because um, they have failed to execute their equalization, not because they're running out of air or, you know, they're, gonna, they're blacking out when they do those dives. So uh, when, when you do have a bad dive in our heads, you know, when you've been diving for a few years, the thought is not necessarily, oh, I need air, or I need to get back to that air. It's like, oh, well, I fucked this up or I stressed out on the dive or I don't feel good, you know what I mean? The dive is feeling hard. Um, which it can do for a very variety of reasons. And so you just want to get back to where you're not having to work, <laughs> you know, you to where, where you can just relax, which is the surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, when, you, when you did kind of panic, what brings that on? Is it, was it certain thoughts or was it just a natural thing that happens from inexperience uh, at the time? Or? No, it's usually like, uh, I mean, for me, when I've had bad dives, it's usually been because of a... Like sometimes you know you're not feeling good that day, yeah. And uh, and then if you if you tend to have any kind of muscular tension or tense up and like you know, physically, uh, it will tend to stimulate or encourage a uh, a mental tension, yeah, mental stress. Um, so you know for me that's that's often the case if I'm just having a bad day or I'm tired or maybe I should have had a, a rest day on that day but I decide to dive instead and here we go or. Maybe I'm nervous, you know what I mean? Because I'm attempting a PB dive or a sure. deep dive. I'm nervous sure. about it. You know? So all those things can cause you to become nervous and then stressed. And uh, like any, like like anything in life, like the thing is, like when I'm doing a deep dive, like when I'm and any time I'm within, like, I'm within about ten percent of my PB, I'm pretty nervous. Yeah. You know, when I'm outside ten percent, I could do that any day of the week, and it's like, oh yeah, this this old thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm getting close to what what I've done, like my max, I'm, I'm I'm nervous, usually. But I guess that's probably the most rewarding as well when you get back. Oh up, yeah. Because that's kind of what you're after, right? You're after pushing your limits and and getting getting that PB as good as uh, as high as possible or whatever it is. 
Yeah, but I mean, I always I feel like pushing the limits is the wrong term because I never feel like we push the limits. I feel like it's something that, like pushing and freediving is something that's incredibly discouraged. Okay. Because the reality of the situation is is that you can die. Yeah. So everything that we do is incredibly slow and incredibly controlled. So the increments then, are quite small, but you're just kind of oh, yeah. trying to um, take it easy and move forward um, at your That's own right. pace. Yeah. That's right. I mean, look, in 2017, with a year of training, I progressed one meter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that wasn't ideal. I would have liked more, but that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it um, is. Yeah. And... Uh, God, next year, who knows? Maybe I'll get two or three meters, hopefully. That would be great. Oh, yeah. mate, if I could get to 110, I'd be bloody stoked. I believe in you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we, we everything is slow, measured, and controlled. And it's never about pushing. Unless the dive is easy, you don't progress to a deeper dive. If yeah. the dive is easy, like genuinely easy, then you go on. See, the thing is for us, the greater danger for us is not blacking out. You know, if I black out, someone smacks my face, blows a bit of air on my eyes, I wake up, all right? Okay. You know, that's not a drama. If I'm, I can be unconscious for up to about five odd minutes before I start to really experience cell death in the brain. Okay. Um, that's from the point of unconsciousness too. Yeah. The issue for us is uh, rupturing blood vessels in the lungs, like having lung injuries. Because okay. we How are, does that happen? Because well, apparently when you're down there, your lungs go like super tiny, right? Yes, they do. And your body can do that uh, as long as you're not fighting it. As in, the water is, is pressing everything in and your body's sweet for that to happen. As long, But if you start to tense up your body, like start to tense up your intercostals, your, like your rib cage, yeah. then you start to fight against the pressure of the water. You don't let it push it in. Um, and then that places extra stress and pressure on the lungs and you can rupture blood vessels and then you come up coughing up blood. Now, that, that's, that's the actual danger, having lung injuries. Um, okay. And that's permanent now these damage? Things, no. Okay. No, usually not, no. Yeah. Depends on how much. If you, if you keep diving, then yes. But if you let it heal, then it'll be fine. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I mean, these things are only happening on very deep dives, really, you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's no real... So, I don't know. Is it a isn't oh, it, isn't what, it dangerous? So one, one, one sec. I think I just got something. I just realised I've got something in the oven that I hope my wife is taking. Oh, you better get that. What? Have you? All right, awesome. What's cooking, going, Adam? What's cooking, mate? I have some sweet potato coming. Oh, nice. <laughs> <Jealous. laughs> so, what were you saying? Uh dangerous. Is it dangerous? Uh yes and no. Yeah. Is it dangerous if done safely? No, like not in the slightest. It's what about sharks? Tell me about sharks. Sharks are beautiful, man. Sharks don't want a bar of you. I don't know why people are scared of sharks. Sharks are not interested in people unless that person is swimming next to them with a dead fish close by. Yeah. That's a different story. But sharks are not interested in us. Like, um, they're not this sort of like dangerous animal that you got to watch out for. And any moment they can get you. you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws isn't. Jaws isn't coming around the corner. Jaws is not coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool cool so yeah so in terms of danger it's more like danger towards your lungs or danger if you panic under there or danger if well, you black out and no one's there to get you well that's it that's the biggest danger the, the, the biggest the biggest risk a freediver can take and it's something that we never do is diving alone okay so uh the thing is is if you're freediving and an accident happens if you've got someone there almost anything can be sorted out so easily mm -hmm. if you're on your own you die mm -hmm. do you know what i mean there's no 
there's no middle ground. There's no uh, gray area where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can have a bad injury. It's like, no, no, either, either everything is completely fine or you will die. Yeah. Um, and that the, 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 the difference between that is having someone there with you. So mm-hmm. as long as your buddy's with you, you're fine. Uh, and just gotta one sec. Uh, baby, could you please please bring in the phone charger? My phone's running out of battery. Thank you. Might have to cut that one out, eh? Nah, nah. <laughs> we'll leave it in. It adds to the adds to the flavor. <laughs> Sweet potato and phone charger. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So I um, just want to come back to mindset for a moment because I've I've heard this over and over again that mindset's one of the most important things in free diving. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys do like meditation or yoga or do you do anything to kind of um, help you get into that mindset or kind of um, help you reach that kind of chilled out vibe um, in your day-to-day life? Sometimes I meditate. Yeah. Uh, I don't do any yoga. Most most high-level freedivers don't really do a lot of yoga mm-hmm. or if any. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, uh, it, it depends. Like my, my mental techniques and mental approaches have changed over the years. You know, they're like, they're tools that get blunt and then you need to try something else. Um, so in the past, I used to do a lot of visualization. I used to visualize my dives a lot and imagine going through them vividly and imagine it being very successful. Uh, now I find things go better if I don't visualize my dives, if I don't spend as much time thinking about my dives and I just rock up and get it done. Mm-hmm. But that's probably because now I've been doing it long enough and often enough that I can just go to autopilot. Yeah. You know, I get there to the line, my brain just goes, oh, we're diving now, oh, get ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it switches into a mode that I suppose in the past I would have had to train it to switch into, but now it just does it automatically. And uh, if I'm being really honest, I forget a lot of the stepping stones that I had to go along to get to where I am now in terms of men- mental preparation. But I used to do a lot of visualization, like visualizing my dive, visualizing it positively, uh, a lot of meditating in terms of making sure... Uh, um, I was uh, comfortable with the experience I was about to undertake and, and basically more or less telling myself that everything was going to feel great, everything was going to feel lovely and, you know, like uh, establishing positive sensations to the... Uh, attributing positive sensations to the experience. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> we good? We good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, cool. Have you have you ever had to? Um, we spoke about blacking out earlier. Have you ever had mm-hmm. to like rescue anyone or, or kind of save anyone's life? Yeah, I have. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I suppose yes, it is saving their life. But mate, I've rescued. Um, I don't know, fifty people, fifty blackouts, maybe a hundred. Were they on like? Um, were you guys just diving together or were you on a certain course or what was like? Um, yeah, look, it's been all throughout my freediving career. I've had times where I've, you know, been uh, rescuing or, you know, reviving uh, athletes in competitions, like my dive buddies. They've done it to me. I've done it to them. And uh, what kind of happens? Your body, because I'm sure, because you said you get down to a certain point and there's like, um, it's a lot about your mental state and that kind of thing. But I'm sure there's a point where your body just can't, can't keep going. Like there's just, Oh yeah. You do. Yeah. You get to the point. And how do you know where that line is? Where's that line? Like when you're going down. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not something there's no, uh, so your body doesn't have any, there's no sensors that let you know when you're running low on oxygen. Right. Mm. So, 
um, the feeling, like when you get that feeling of, oh, I need to breathe, that's because of a buildup of carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, um, uh, like, actually your body's need to have O2, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't tell you when that is. Like, you'll just turn off and you won't even realize it's happened. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to, like, um, getting anesthetic for a surgery. You just wake up all of a sudden in a new place and you're like, whoa, how did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Or after a big Um, night out, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, so basically, people like no one, no one is encouraged to go to the point where they black out. Like it's not cool to black out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and there's no reason why a freediver should black out. If a freediver blacks out, it's because they have mismanaged the situation or they've um, overestimated their abilities. Okay. Um, and at a recreational level, there's no like no one should be blacking out. Okay, that's um, good to know. <laughs> And, uh, and and even getting to the point where you're having a blackout is hectic, like in terms of the amount of discomfort and, and usually pain you have to go through in terms of the desire to breathe and fighting it. Yeah. So it's just not it's just not a common thing. I mean, okay. obviously I'm in a different boat because I'm a competitive diver, and I see people doing what I call stupid shit all the time. And sometimes I do stupid shit. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it's actually not something that happens in free diving very often. Uh, when you're not at a competitive level. That's interesting. I guess um, I kind of wanted to talk a bit about adventure because that's kind of what part of the podcast is about. And I know you yeah. said that you're, you don't really, um, you're, well, well, your main motivation is kind of um, uh, not pushing your limits, but uh, diving as much as, diving as far as you can. You love going deeper and that kind of thing rather than seeing, you know, um, seeing awesome things. I, I guess it, it's always uh, might be a bit of a part of it, but what mm. what are some cool things that you've seen? Have you seen some cool shit? Um, I'm sure you have in your time. You, you've probably done it heaps of places. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been in the water with uh, almost every species of shark. Yeah. Um, I've been in the water with uh, different kinds of whales and whale sharks. Um, the, I mean... What's that like? Hard. What's it like swimming with a whale shark? Oh, mate, they just wharf you like they are monstrous creatures they're so beautiful and yeah. like huge you know what i mean and you're in their element you know it's not like you're swimming with them and you're like well uh, <laughs> like you know <laughs> you, there's not this feeling of like um it's a humbling experience every time sure. same thing when you're in the water with a big shark or in the water with, with a whale like it's a it's a, an experience that really humbles you because there's this majestic and huge 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 animal and you are you are a visitor in its home or its its element and um and it, it just it just humbles and dwarfs you it's incredible that's really cool so where is where are some places that you've that you've gone free diving where are some places that maybe you could recommend for some people Oof, to check out gosh. that were some like sweet spots around the world <clears throat> well i tell you what um probably uh the, the two best spots i've ever free dived oh, and they did yeah <laughs> Um, they're, they're good for different reasons. Okay. So, um, the first one is going to be, um, Mexico, um, in Tulum, so, well, Tulum area, the, the Yucatan Peninsula, because of all this, the under, underwater cave systems they have there. Okay. They call them the cenotes and they are just stunning, like incredible caves, just mind blowing. Um, heaps of cool, crazy stuff going on in those caves. They are just, yeah, phenomenal. They're uh, like... Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm heading back there next year. <laughs> yeah, I might have uh, you there. <laughs> yeah, so those are those are just phenomenal. And the other one uh, is uh, Cocos Keeling Island 
uh, or islands, which is an Australian territory in the Indian Ocean. Um, it's just a, it's an island. Um, gosh, like it is a thousand kilometers southwest of Christmas Island. Okay. And um, it's just um, it's one of the only places in the world that um, is actually truly pristine, as in what the ocean kind of should look like. Um, you know, there's never been commercial fishing there. There's never been anything uh, going on that's been damaging the ocean. They've, they've, uh, they weren't affected, the islands there, by uh, all the most recent coral bleaching events that have been happening around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's, it's the only place I've ever seen that I would say, oh, this is pristine. I, you wow. know what I mean? Like, you go to all these places around the world, I'm like, oh, the diving is incredible, the diving is incredible, and you go there, you're like, oh, yeah, it was all right, once you see a few of them, you're like, yeah, okay, cool, like, I've seen beaten up coral reef before, yeah. but this place was alive, truly yeah. alive, you know, like, it, you couldn't, you couldn't throw a stone, you couldn't look anywhere without seeing just dozens of species of fish and different things going on, and it was, it was so vibrant. Yeah, okay, so, when are we going? <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Next, yeah, I think next year in October. Okay, I'm um I'm keen for that, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually yeah I'm actually running a trip there because I went there for the first time this year. I was like, well, I have to take people. There. I have to bring people to this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long does this trip go for? Uh, seven days. Okay. So eight, yeah, eight, eight days, seven nights. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'll have to. Get, I'll give you the website. That's um, yeah. Give me a link. I'll throw it onto the show yeah. notes and um. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to join you on that one for sure. That's. Mm. That's mm. like definitely uh, something that, like, you know, when you learn about these experiences and you, and you kind of, you hear about how amazing they are, but um, you never, you never would have thought of it otherwise. It's, it's really Yeah, cool. for sure. It's the best way to kind of find out about things, I think. Absolutely. Um, cool. So have you, have you, I'm just going to go through some more questions. This is good stuff. So have you learned about um, yourself from free diving or have you learned any lessons that you can apply to life or that other people maybe would be able to apply from your experience? Oh yeah, so much. I mean, uh, you know what? Um, the first thing is is that learning how to free dive is a is a or it depends. Like okay, let's just let's rephrase that. Progressing in free diving is a process of um, surrendering different parts of yourself to an experience. Yeah, in, in this in this case, the, the the ocean or the experience of going deeper because um, you can't. You can't fight your way to a depth. You can't tense up and go there. You can't um, force it. If you tense your body in any way, in any way really, on your way down, most likely you're gonna not be able to equalize or run into other problems and have to turn around and go back up early. So unless you are truly relaxed and truly like happy in your mind and happy to go to those depths, you won't be able to go there. And it's it's a real process of letting go of control, really letting go of control over over life, while at the same time retaining an immense control over your body and mind. Uh, I know that's a contradiction. It's probably not the best way even to to describe it. But that's how I feel or what I feel like. Like there is a huge process of of letting go and surrender in free diving, but there is also such a huge element of mental and physical control going on. And it's a weird mix to meet somewhere in the middle. And I feel like it's a really great way to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, 
free diving aside, that would be a great, sounds like a great way to kind of live life as well. Or, or like, <laughs> yeah, just kind of surrendering to whatever happens without any, I guess, expectations or force. Yeah. And then at the same Be time. Be in control think, of your body and the way that you think about things and your output, your mindset. Yeah. But don't try to be in control of life. <laughs> yeah. Like, because you never really will be, will you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, so how does someone like me that's curious about um, free diving and inexperienced and, and wants to give it a go and see some cool shit, uh, obviously I can, I'm going to come on this trip with you because that sounds really mm-hmm. cool. Um, so yeah, we'll next October. But um, how does someone kind of dip their toes into it um, and, and kind of try it out? Um, just, just like, like you would go down to a dive shop and take a scuba diving course, you mm-hmm. go down to a dive shop and you take a free diving course. That's it. That's it. There are there are free diving instructors all over the world, all over the country, and they will they will take you through a free diving course. That's really cool, and it seems yep. like a pretty um, cheap, not cheap, but uh, inexpensive mm-hmm. thing to do. Like, what do you really need? Just oh, all you need is a set of lungs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's a very cheap hobby. It's a very cheap hobby. Yeah. So I've seen you yeah, use those massive paddles or those that massive I don't know flipper, whatever you call it. Well, to dive deep, we use a monofin, but for recreational diving, we use bifins, like okay. just uh, like 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 a standard fin, but they're a little bit longer. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and that's uh, just... look, you get a you get a cheap pair of those for what eighty, a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. You grab a mask for fifty bucks if you want. And, and just make sure yeah. you do it with someone else or, or do it with instructors. Exactly, right? exactly. The, the good thing is because you can't freedive alone, it means that we have these really great freediving communities set up everywhere. So in Melbourne, there's a Melbourne freediving club that's very active. Yeah. And there are different sects within that club, like different groups within the club that yeah. do go diving in different places depending on where they're living. And mate, you just go along to the Melbourne freediving club one night and they'll run you through some basic safety and uh, there you go. And off you go. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit about Deep Week? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Deep Week is it's a freediving training camp that I run in Bali, and I'm going to start running them in other places as well. Yeah. Um, basically, um, myself and some of the other best divers or best instructors in the world, we all get together uh, with a large group of students, and we run this huge, effectively what is a big freediving festival. And we have all these, uh, we have workshops, like, you know, like half a dozen workshops going on every day on different topics presented by different people. And people cruise around and, 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 and go to the ones they want. And we all go diving together. And then the place, uh, there's usually heaps of good fun diving in the area. Like in Bali, where we go, there's all these wrecks in the area and, and beautiful reef. And in other places, we'll find out what there is. But uh, And then it's, so there's a lot of fun diving to do in the afternoons and on the days off and everything like that. But it's it's a it's an epic, epic freediving festival. And it, it, uh, it started um, just one year. I was coming back from a competition in the Caribbean. And it was going to be winter in Australia. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know if anyone would want to take a freediving course from Australia because it's cold. <laughs> I might just announce that I'm going to Bali and see who turns up. Yeah. And I said, oh, let's do a week of training in Bali. And I ended up getting 30 people coming along. Um, and so then I got a whole bunch of other instructors to help me out, to help manage that group, you know, because... <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just grown from there and become this, uh, I suppose, this experience now. So That's really cool. It's... Yeah, I'm quite proud of it, to be honest. I'm quite proud of what it's become. Yeah. How many years have you been running it now? Only, only two. Only two. Uh, I've done I've done five of them. Yeah. And they've more. gotten just, you know, bigger and more developed as, as it's gone yeah, along. Yeah, I guess it's only going to grow as you keep going. It's pretty yeah. cool. That was a bit, of a bit of a surprise. 30 people show up at your door and ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. <clears throat> Shows you that people are interested in 
and yeah, cocaine. they're keen. Yeah, they are. What's the community like? Are they are they like um, chilled out people or? Oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah. I, you you very rarely meet a freediver that you don't get on with. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, they're just good people. They're just good, calm, chilled out people. Uh, and it's a, it is a very close, tight knit tight knit community. You know, we always uh, uh, refer to ourselves very much as a, as a family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's been great, you know, to be a part of that, and help be a part of growing that family as well. You know. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. It's really cool. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much all I wanted to speak about today, Adam. I do appreciate your time. Um, yeah. I think that was awesome. Like, it, you gave cool. me a really good kind of deep dive into into free diving. <laughs> it's been good. Welcome yeah. to your deep dive into free diving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more, I guess, a lot more to it than I initially thought, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting stuff. And I'm really keen to kind of just chuck some of those fins on and and check out some shit. To be honest. Epic. that's how it all begins yeah yeah thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of the good people effect just a quick recommendation if you haven't actually checked out adam's freediving account on instagram please do it's it's absolutely amazing he's got these shots these underwater shots of things that i've never seen before just ridiculous shots he's got some quirky little videos on there as well and that's adam freediver so that's his instagram account please check it out um, also, if you want to find out a bit more about Deep Week, which is Adam's freediving training in Bali that he runs every year, jump onto thegoodpeopleeffect.com and it'll be, it'll be in the link section in the episode. There's also a whole heap of other awesome links on the website. So please jump onto the Good People Effect and check it out if you haven't already. Uh, next, uh, the next episode is going to be with Dr. Craig Hassed. So this is, uh, this is pretty exciting. Some exciting times in the Good People Effect. So uh, there's going to be a bit of a mindfulness twist on the upcoming episodes to help people kind of, um, you know, get into the right mindset for the new year and and really kick some goals and and really move their life forward. So uh, Dr. Craig Hassett is an expert on mindfulness. We're going to talk about how to manage stress and how to live a happier life. And he's going to hit some key pillars of health um, and give us some some interesting kind of nuggets of information that you could really utilize in your own life. Uh, But until then, guys, I'm going to let you go. And I hope you enjoyed the... uh, the long-awaited episode of The Good People Effect. Have a good one.